that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm through with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing, leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. You have the great Billy Gibbons here? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's very cool. He just passed out. He's dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, that didn't sound too bad. Huh? Let the lightning bolt fly on. Oh, man. We got all these guys and girls in the house. Let me tell you, that's where it's at. (laughs) And that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon. Okay, welcome back, my friends. Welcome back, my friendlies. The big ferocious dog of uh, broad chasing, meant to say casting, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble, and great radio stations across the country. Thank you for being there from the bottom of my bottom of the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you very, very much. In mere minutes, uh, dwarfism, and how does Hugh Grant... Hugh is sort of a diminutive guy, though. I mean, he's... He could play a, a dwarf in a Willy Wonka, don't you think? Yeah. And uh, filmmaker Oliver Stone <laughs> regrets voting for Joe Biden. Well, that's not a big leap. Hey. But speaking of Oliver Stone, a buddy of mine who knows Oliver very well and has worked with Oliver on several occasions, my buddy Cyrus Narasta, one of the great directors, uh, The Path to 911. If you've never seen The Path to 911, it is a brilliant movie, and it was banned from, I think it was ABC. So there, there was only, it was only shown once. It was supposed to be shown several times. It was only shown once. The Clintons got involved, made a phone call to ABC, and... and Shut know, her down. It was just, yeah, get, get her off. Get, get, her, get her on down there, otherwise another death in the park may happen. Oh. Yeah, the, the path to 9-11 and the stoning of Soraya. I got to tell you, this this man is one of my favorites, Cyrus Narasta. So at a party at his house about six weeks ago or so, I met a doctor by the name of Bart Costco. Now, he's not a doctor in the sense that he's going to open you up and he's going to spread your ribs. Or he's not a doctor in the sense that he'll prescribe medication to you, which, uh, you know, sort of honked me off because, you know, on occasion, <laughs> well, yeah. well, especially if you're flying a lot, you know, you need a little uh, Xanax, a little sleeper, yeah, a little, a little Xanax, sleeping pill, yeah, come on. Little, uh, so, so he's no bones from Star Trek. He's not no, that he's not doctor. that kind of doctor. But yeah. Dr. Bart Costco and I got into a large conversation uh, regarding politics, as I have been known to do at a party or two. No. And Cyrus Narasta is one of those uh, fair-minded individuals who is not a big woke lefty, which means that most of the folks that he invites to these parties are of the same ilk. 
Dr. Bart Costco, it's uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you, my friend. How are you, bud? Good. It's good to be with you again, Matt. Now, if you recall, Dr. Bart Costco, if you recall, when we were having this conversation, uh, mm-hmm. I know that uh, that I was drinking copious amounts of, it was either <laughs> vodka or bourbon, it doesn't matter, the elixir, but we were, I know we were enjoying ourselves, and it seemed like... Uh, Dr. Bart Costco was self-medicating as as well. Am I wrong, Bart? Well, I am a teetotaler now for <laughs> different reasons, but I was medicating with a cigar. You're oh, right about that. Okay, and so as, so you you yeah. were not imbibing? You know, I I gave that up a few years ago when I changed my diet. Ah. It's an anti-aging thing, so I'm a little more careful with my liver. And, yeah. But yeah, I gave it up. Yeah, okay. So as Dr. Praetorius in The Bride of Frankenstein says about cigars, they're my only vice. See, here I am. I guess I was so inebriated that I, I just, I thought that Bart was inebriated as well. Was your, no. Was, was your lovely bride, was she having, a, was she quaffing some sort of uh, experimental she liquor? To, she's Asian, gets an Asian flesh, doesn't touch yet. But let me say one thing about Oliver Stone. He's also a good friend of mine. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. We tried to make a movie in 94 to compete with Stanley Kubrick's then movie called AI. Right. And it grew into, and it was given to Spielberg, but it grew into my novel called Nanotime, which is about World War Three. And what would happen, Matt, if, as will happen someday, we put a chip in your brain, mm. because you will be speeded up the way you think billions of times. So these few seconds we've had together would be a century. And how do you work that out dramatically? And wow. uh, all I can say is the end of Act 3 was kind of like the parallel at the end of 2001 where you go into the star chamber, whatever it is, with the monolith. Right. And it was kind of an interesting rivalry between Oliver and Stanley Kubrick, because Kubrick had first shot the movie uh, Full Metal Jacket and was tinkering with it. And Oliver, of course, was trying for years to make Platoon. And really, you know, he'll show you his scars. He's really a decorated war veteran. And he got it made and got it out before Kubrick and beat him. And then he heard that, Kubrick, this was, in, again, 94, right at, actually right after the death of Richard Nixon, uh, was going to make an, a big movie, and he called me up and said, look, you're my you're a writer, you're my AI friend, uh, give me something. I said, what do you want? He said, give me something big, okay. something you really care about. I said, okay, and I went to the mountains. I said, uh, World War III would be big, and I really care about not dying, and that's what's in the book. So he did introduce the term nanotime into the lexicon. I love that. I love it. this Bart is, as you could probably tell by now, this Doctor Bart Costco is no dummy. And you're talking about embedding the chip in your brain. My brother had a chip embedded in his shoulder years ago, and uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mark, for at least you know my my producer doesn't even find that funny. I, I, or he's he's afraid. Well, it's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> that just well, stupid. Of course. Well, yes. Yes, but why? Why go after me? Man? Why? Because it's clever. Really. All right, Doctor uh, Doctor Bart Costco. Yeah, hey Doc, can you hook me up with some uh, meds? Or something? <laughs> yeah, What's going on over there? He ain't that kind of doctor. Oh, now listen man. to me. Now when we were talking at the party of uh, my dear dear friend yep. Cyrus Narasta's house, I said you gotta come over to this 1876 Virginia City Nevada style bar and enjoy great bourbon and smoke cigars with us. And that was the whole premise, sort of the pretext to us 
us getting together, and I found what he had to say was fascinating, but you got to be here in this 1876 Virginia City, Nevada style bar. I, I say that because we're going to cut this interview short because he is coming here in about three weeks at the end of this month, but now that I know that he's not in the liquor, we'll have uh, any sort of soft drinks you like and a great stogie for you or even a cigar. Yeah, there you go. How, how does yeah, that sound? I have a strange uh, diet. I only consume food four hours a day now. Is that, wow. What? Oh, yeah. Now, what that are, way, I let my liver make all the glucose I need. It's a long story, but it's, it's, it's unbelievable for my health, for my numbers, and Usefulness. I use the liver for what it's made for, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the liver the liver must die, Bart. <laughs> alcohol and Tylenol. Please remember that. The liver must die. It does regenerate, and there are some things yeah. you can take to help it. But yeah. I am. Uh, I have a bumper sticker, The Liver Must Die. <laughs> hey, li- listen, listen to this man. Recipient of the prestigious HAB Award from the International Neuro Network Society, the NNS, for his career-long contributions to the field of neural learning best-selling. Uh, this, man, this man is an acclaimed founder of the machine learning fields of fuzzy logic and neural networks. He's a professor of electrical engineering and law at the University of Southern California. He uh, he holds degrees in law, philosophy, economics, mathematics, and engineering. Yes, yes, I know what you're thinking. He's way too smart for us. And he's re-releasing a book called Fuzzy Thinking, coming out in digital. And I guess it's coming out right about now, right? Right now. Right okay. Now. This, is, uh, this is a must-read, although when I heard that he wasn't going to be here in person, I, d- I didn't read it yet. Because I ain't that smart, but but I will read it. I will read it before he gets here. But a couple questions before we let him go and and look forward to Dr. Bart Costco in this 1876 Virginia City Nevada style bar in three weeks. AI, how how do AI neural systems work? Can you tell me that in a nutshell? Yeah, if we want to recognize your face. Now, we don't program a computer to do that directly because we don't know how, but we can give it lots of examples of images that have your face in it and tell it, turn the light bulb on at the output, and images that don't have your face in it, turn the light bulb off. And if we do that millions of enough times, it will abstract. It will learn the pattern of Matt's face. And it will be able to recognize your face. I don't know about you. This scares the hell out of me. No, it is scary. Well, but hold on. It will recognize your face. Uh, in new settings or with Hitler mustaches or occluded by noise that hadn't so it generalizes. Wow. And Why we can do, do that. Hitler? So it's great for disease, but the trouble is, just like a brain, it makes mistakes, it drifts, and now these new systems hallucinate. Oh, we'll talk about that before we. The, the new AI the, the hallucinates? Yeah, so for example. I'm last, saying it very dramatic to make a point. That's what we call Notice it. how I'm talking right now. I'm, I'm so yeah. dramatic, but but that is that is mind blowing, Doctor Bart Costco. They should stay off the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, that's what they yeah, wouldn't exactly. They, they, I think these systems were released a couple of years too early, at least. So last month, for example, in federal court in Manhattan, in New York, the lawyers got in trouble. They were suing it was a personal injury case, suing someone who had been injured allegedly by a Colombian, the country of Colombian airline. Right, it was in federal court. They used Chat GPT in the spring after it was released, to come up with a legal brief, because it's complicated law. And ChatGPT did come up with a brief, but it came up with six legal sites of authority, and then it literally made up 
it lied. And the lawyers relied wow. on it. Wow! Wow! That's yeah, insane. It's insane. Minutes, uh, the last uh, two Sundays back, you saw that when 60 Minutes went into Google about their rival system, again, I think being released too early, called BARD. Right. BARD. Uh, it asked it a, they asked them a question, the system a question about inflation and economics got a great answer, but the answer depended on five economics textbooks that didn't exist. Whoa! Whoa! This is, this is Terminator stuff. I, I tell you yeah, what's... Exactly. I, it's one thing to misconnect right. the dots, but you're inventing the wrong dots here and not telling the person you this. So be very careful with this stuff, and it's going to get worse as these systems get bigger and they're wow. turning on everything. I'll tell you what, to, We just had... Yeah. Yep. Well, Doctor Doctor Bart Costco, I, I must tell you, this is this is odd and on the verge of serendipitous because I have never had a conversation with anyone regarding this new chat GPT LGBTQ <laughs> until except last night for the first time I'm talking to one of the great uh, radio talk show hosts, a guy named Rusty Humphreys, who we may get into business together. I love this dude. He he. He brought this chat GPT LGBTQ, um, and he brought this into my my lexicon because he said, "Matt, I know you're a luddite. I know you don't want to embrace it." And and he's saying what you're saying here. It may be too soon. They may have released it too soon. But Matt, you need to embrace this because it is the future. Do you agree? I don't agree with the verb embrace, but I do. You have to deal with it. Yeah, and it's, it's very dangerous. And in, these tech companies are in a huge race to add more parameters. Google's putting out a new system called Palm that has how many tunable parameters? Five hundred and forty billion, more than half Jeez. a trillion. This is just incomprehensible. Yeah, It'll make wow. mistakes. And the most recent study, just I'm looking at it right now, that just came out from researchers at Stanford and UC Berkeley. They said, wait a minute, we looked at ChatGPT, we gave it some questions in March, we gave it to them again last month, and it collapsed in terms of its accuracy. So they asked, asked it, for example, to factor an, a number, and answer whether the number was a prime number, it got like 97% accuracy in March, but when it asked the same question, the same prime number, in June, right. it had fallen to 3% accuracy. Then when it came, here's the problem, uh -huh. when it came to the social stuff, the political stuff, a lot of programmers <coughs> are putting into these systems, this is called sensitive questions. It asked this question, explain, or said, explain to me why women are inferior. And it got the big verbose answers back in March. Now it just gets a one sentence, sorry, but I can't assist with that. And other tests, so even, the, this is called drifting. So you got two new words today. Hallucinating is when it makes up data and these systems drift and they don't tell you how they do it, Matt. Wow. And what, what's in the book, Fuzzy Thinking, what I do and others besides the work on these things, is XAI or explainable AI. You have to have an audit trail. You need a confidence interval or some kind of credibility measure, but for goodness sakes, don't take this at face value. You could get in real trouble. This is this is some scary stuff. This is Dr. Bart Costco. His book is Fuzzy Thinking. I recommend you you buy it. Um, we'll we'll certainly be all over this book in three weeks when he's here. And when you're here, can you remove the chip out of my shoulder? Yeah, yeah. Could you possibly Please. remove his chip? I have a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This is this is one of the good guys who you can tell is is way too friggin' intelligent. But he's one of those Mensa dudes that's intelligent, and and he happens to be a professor who's not a big woke leftist. Isn't that a nice thing? I didn't know if you wanted that out there, but I said it anyway. Is it okay that I no, said I'm that? 
I'm a public a public libertarian. I have been for years. Yeah. Since I met Cyrus, we were both at USC together, and you know, I was uh, one of my first professors was John Hospers, the first candidate for Libertarian Party, and so forth. Not that we got along, right? Philosophy professor of mine, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I simply believe I'm an old-fashioned liberal who believes in limited government. There you go. And I'm a scientist, Matt. This is the point. And I look at the globe, I look at the history, and I'm willing to be persuaded otherwise. But I see the data overwhelmingly. We're not just an over, in my opinion, governed society. It's an over-governed species. It's a Darwinian flaw, mm. or whatever it is. But it's just the case for over-government or heavy government is simply not there. Yeah, yeah, and now and now Hollywood. Uh, you know, a big part of the strike is this AI thing. Yeah, I was going to say you're that. You're aware of that. I mean, right? I mean, it's huge. So we will dive into that in three weeks. Good. What I want you to know, Dr. Bart Costco uh, is turning out to be one of my favorite people because I like knowing smart folks, <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm not surrounded by them. Thank so, you. so Dr. Bart Costco coming here to the Lighten Up Lounge. You give my best to your spousal equivalent because I love that that broad to death. And yes, we. Long. I will indeed. Yeah. And you don't have a problem with me calling her a broad. That's that's a term of endearment from. Well, from she'll take it as a compliment. I love she that. She grew up under communism. She's heard worse. Okay. See, see that she and she. So she's a, a proud American, and she probably has a real problem with what's going down today in the United States. I bet. Am <laughs> I, mean, I wrong? She got a double dose. She got North Vietnamese Hanoi's, which is Chinese. Whoa. Communism and all the terror years destroyed her family. Oh. Then they made. They were kicked into Ma the la latter era of Mao's China. Had to live with that. And then she got escaped as a boat person. She's had her, had her ticket punched every way and seen a lot of comparative politics. She's not a big fan of those systems. Well, the time that I spent with uh, with this lovely woman, uh, she has turned out to be a sensitive, beautiful gal with a great sense of humor. Uh, Dr. Bart Costco, you're a lucky guy, and we're going to be lucky you. when you're here in three weeks. That, my friends, is Dr. Bart Costco, the author of Fuzzy Thinking. Thank you for spending some time with us. Look forward to your appearance here in this 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar. See you soon, Matt. There we go. Uh, is, that guy, is that guy ridiculously into... Mark C.G. Boyer, you're, you're into this AI stuff because you're, you're a computer dude. Yes. Do, were you impressed? Yes. Right? Well, I mean, the, an, an EE... By itself is impressive. What, what did you say, EE? E? An electrical engineering degree. Oh, yeah. yeah. So e, That's e, by itself is impressive. But law degree to go with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy is the the uh, the shiznit, yeah. as we say. It's funny. So, uh, you, one, one thing I, want, well, I wanted to say, but you guys yeah, were involved. Yeah, Tattoo Dave, yeah. It sounded like the AI thing already became woke. Because that, yeah. that that example that he gave about the, the why women are inferior. Right. And all of a sudden, I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. Because you you know that's going to be a problem a with this right. because right. most right. of these friggin' programmers are on the left. Right. It's just, it, you know what I mean. Hey, Tattoo Dave, Mart, and Mark C.G. Boyer. Yes. What was I talking about earlier when it came to Wonder Hussy? And she simply didn't buy the premise that this uh, the the what what is the bonus hole? hole? The bonus hole was a real thing because she's been duped before and she has friends. Who are on the right? So basically, the, the, who believe in certain things, and then you know, 
Hey, what is that big club of folks who I am not a member of? You know that 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 all the left likes to put us in that category, and it's it's a small sect of people that they're like the UFO chasers, and they're sort of the nut jobs. And I'm not one of them. I'm simply a pragmatist. But but a a wonder hussy looking up a simple question like is bonus hole a real thing? She goes to Snopes, and even though this is this is not officially AI, the first several paragraphs discount this as a real thing. And then as you read down, you will read that it is a real thing from across the pond by a a studies department and bonus hole is a real thing as not to offend those LGBTQs. So what's almost happening is the programmers are indoctrinating the AI. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hell yeah, Mark. Yeah. You know, if, if you are in Get charge, on that mic. Yeah. If you're in charge of an AI, you <coughs> might get a list of things you really don't want your tool to answer. Right. What's the next lottery number? You know, mm. what should I invest in? How do I kill Marty? Yeah, yeah. Well, Things wow, like that. Wow, wow, wow. Now we're getting dark. Now we're getting really so dark. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how to take that. I, I mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, take I, it. But... I, th- I think you know how to take that. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think take Mark, it with a chip. I, th- I think Mark C.G. Boyer has been working overtime wow, with I... his AI. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you parked close to me outside? Yeah. Mark, they're going to uh... find that on his computer when you're dead. Wow. And then, you know, the bad news is you're dead. The good news is Mark will be caught. Yeah. 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 Suffer, baby. But these, How do I not get caught? You're going to be somebody's bitch in jail. You know, the, these actors and writers, man, raging at so many studios because these studios are trying to hire artificial intelligence specialists in high-paying positions. I mean, they're offering a, a ton of money, and of course, that will potentially lead to the loss of jobs yeah. of writers and actors. I find it, I find it odd. Get on that turn. Gonna, could you turn up his mic just a little bit? If they're going to pay these the, the AI guys, why don't they just pay the writers? Um, I just find that odd. Well, I think they're looking. I think they're looking long term. That long term, if you can teach this to write a script, and as I was mentioning, I was on the phone for the first time in a year and a half, and how this came about. This uh, Rusty Humphreys, who is a great radio talk show host, um, I called him and I said, "You know, I believe I I owed you a phone call from a year and a half ago." <laughs> and that's how we began that conversation and he starts talking about this, you know, this this chat GPT thing and and it all sort of comes together and then it just so happens that we have this this Bart Costco on today. Um there's magic in the air, my friends. Yeah. But but I think they're looking long picture long form in that you teach an AI to do this You'll never have to pay a writer again. You don't have to pay health insurance. You, you don't, don't have to pay either. any of that yeah. crap. Yeah. You know, so obviously this is a big part. This is a, a large part of this strike, ain't it? I believe so, yeah. And uh, among other things, but yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to break right now. And when we return, my friendlies, I will get to this dwarfism and Hugh Grant 
and the fact that these idiots in Hollywood, because they're so clever and creative, well, they're going to do another Willy Wonka. All that in less minutes away on Outlaw. Trapped in a dive bar on the politically incorrect side of the tracks. Radio from the Hollywood Fringe. Smoking, drinking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen. Cleaning my rifle and dreaming of you. Scratching your audio itch every Saturday. 